Hello guys, this is Yannick, Poison, and I'm Aint. And this is a subcommittee takeover for Sea of Exploration. There's not gonna be a Karshni or a Shreya here today because we are taking over. Academic relations, so we're usually behind the scenes of this podcast, but today we're in front of the mic and talking to you guys. So yeah, uh, let's introduce ourselves before we start. So uh, I'm Yannick. And I do neuroscience, and, and as well, I'm also the part of the subcommittee of academic relations, and I am a year two student. I'm Hui Sin. I'm also part of the academic relations subcom. Um, I'm also a second year law student. I'm Ain't. I'm also in AR, and I do global health and social medicine. I'm in second year. If you guys don't know, there's uh, three departments within the ASEAN committee that kind of bring you what you see. So there's the publicity department, there's the academic relations department, and there's the corporate relations department. And we work in academic relations, which is this podcast, events. How did you guys um, end up in this specific role? What was that process like? So for me, it was a, a interesting situation because uh, uh, my friend, who, who is the vice president of this society, she encouraged me to apply for a subcommittee role. And just to tell you, I am not from Asia at all. I'm a very European guy. I came from the Netherlands. I came from Russia. Uh, well, I'm Russian and Dutch, so uh, there's no Asia in me. But she was like, the committee is all inclusive. So why don't you join? So I tried it. And then I was actually called for an interview. So that was a new experience for me. For me, I just saw like on Lauren's story, she was publicizing like a role for the subcommittee. And I was like, hey, this, uh, this society seems pretty fun because you have like people from all different countries instead of just like, you know, a Malaysian society or like a Singaporean society. And I was like, that would be nice for me to, you know, meet other people from other places but are still kind of similar to me. So I was like, yeah, I'll try for this position. Yeah, and for me, because these guys entered in the first round of recruitment, and there was, during the first round, I think, it was just overlapping with a lot of deadlines I have. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to let this go. I'm so sad. And then the second round came out, and I was like, oh, this is a sign from the universe. I have to do it. So that's when I did it. So, Yannick, you mentioned there was an interview process. How did your interview go? Well, uh, actually, my interview was... Pretty nice. I was interviewed for the academic relations or this society part and also the publicity because I did photography and I was like, I can maybe use this to actually contribute to society. But okay, in the interview, they were asking me questions as to how would you, if there's a situation, how would you communicate this or how would you uh, tackle this problem? So. I think for me it was mostly just communications. I like to communicate stuff. Like it's if you make it clear what you do, then all is fine. So and yeah, there were there were a couple of questions all about what would you do in this situation. Just three scenarios. This happens. What do you do? So basically, my answer was communication for all of those. I guess that was fine because they liked it. And also then Shreya, who is part of this AR, she also. Uh, she was, a. I don't know what she was doing at the moment, but I think she wasn't <laughs> at home because when I talked with her in an interview, she was uh, very happy and like, oh, sorry that I'm this. And 
I think uh, she was in a cafe or something. So it was a nice experience to see her just being so enthusiastic, positive, and be like, oh, sorry, it is, and that. But then she was also very happy to talk to me. And I think we talked before the interview as well a little bit because you just, I don't know, we met each other a bit on Instagram. And yeah, we just talk about lives and Asian committee and why I should join, even though I'm not from Asia. So uh, the whole interview process was pretty fun and interesting to me and yeah I, I liked it it wasn't too stressful for me but it was it was kind of serious but it was fun in the end what about you Lucy? um mine i i went into the interview thinking it was gonna be like some company like internship kind of interview so i was like really formal really serious i went to it like you know not smiling or anything and when i went in i think it was Pooh and shreya and natharva who interviewed me and they were like really chill about it they were like oh hi how are you like you know kind of like what you said like shreya is just really happy to talk yeah. to me yeah and i was like i remember i was so nervous for the first question they were like oh yeah like you know tell us about yourself I was, my mind went blank and Pooh was like it's okay it's okay start again i was like oh my god <laughs> thank you and then i just like you know did that and it just got like more and more like chill and fun after like as time passed and um yeah they were really nice they were really responsive to like how i answered the interview questions and it made me more like oh actually it's not as tight or like serious as i thought it was gonna be it's quite yeah. fun oh yeah how about you <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah i think i was like you how like i expected it to be a lot more formal than it was and then i was really pleasantly surprised so i had um Pooh, karshni and Joel. And obviously, because of the time zones, it was like 11 by the time they were interviewing me. So um, it was just really like chill. It was like I was having a conversation with like friends. It, I had like a lot of fun in there. But Joel at that time was still in Singapore. And before they even told me, I could tell because I could see an AC behind her. And I was like, she's not in the UK. That's Asia. But I was like, oh, I'm not in the UK right now. I hope that's not a problem. And they were like, no, okay. So, yeah, they were really nice, and it was a really nice experience. Speaking of expectations from the interview, what were your guys' expectations of the whole role in general, what you thought it would be? At first, when, before I joined a society, I thought it would be, because from my past experiences in, like, committee and stuff, they were more like, oh, okay, so this is your job, do it, and then, you know, if you have anything, let us know, whatever. But, I like, after joining it, I think also because of, like, the the, uh, the sub I mean our committee director like Shreya and Karshni they're more like kind of like our friends so it's like a lot nicer in that sense because they would ask us what we want to do and like how we want to contribute to the different projects and what we want to like venture into I guess and that's <laughs> like also <this> right here <laughs> oh yeah and that's all yeah that that's basically how we also like thought about doing our own podcast episode and I think it's quite fun because I could I can like try doing stuff like that I'm enjoying it so far. Um, well, I did not know what actually academic relations includes, so I I did I haven't I had not really had an expectation. Then they were like, "Oh yeah, we record podcasts, and this is process, and we do it, not the publicity." And uh, it was pretty chill because they really, as Christian said, they uh, communicated like, "What do you want to do? How? When?" Here's a deadline. If it's not okay, then it's fine. Just tell us. So it was a really nice experience, and the workload is also fine. It's it's very nice, and they are friends. 
as well. So we meet them sometimes in a cafe or a restaurant to just eat and dinner and just talk about random stuff in life. Pay too much. And spend pay too much. I bought a cocktail because I wanted to. Well, it was 12 pounds, but it was nice. It was a good experience. I don't mind. So it was really nice. So as seeing this as a very formal thing, it's not really formal. It's just a group of friends trying to do a project and keep the society busy. And so it's really nice. So if you want to next year, I recommend. Yes. No, yeah, I thought it was going to be. Actually, I like that um, it's not, it's still very flexible, but it's still relatively structured. They give us things to do, we're clear about like what's expected of us. Because, you know, sometimes student run uh, kind of groups can kind of fall to pieces if like people don't take charge. So I think it strikes that right kind of balance of work and fun. Because I wasn't expecting it to be so or- well organized as it was. They're going to laugh at this and be like, no, we're not, but I think we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think so far it's been a cool experience. But to be fair, I've only been here for three months. Has the magic worn away for you guys yet? <laughs> well, no, I think, uh, I mean, in the beginning it was mostly just podcasts, just editing it. I have edited a couple podcasts. I think Hussein has also edited some podcasts and uh, also just making a was it called posters like oh, promotional, promotional uh, material for the podcast it was kind of chill and kind of nice there was a period where we didn't really do a lot because it's like christmas stuff and everyone's going around and but now it's back back again to make podcasts i think there's also charity stuff that needs to be done and other projects so it's uh, they're going to keep us busy. And also this podcast keeps me busy. Like right now at the moment, I am busy. And well, it's still nice. And it's just trying new stuff every time. So it didn't wore off. Yeah, it doesn't. I think also for me, because like last semester, I was still back in Malaysia. And now that I'm actually here, um, I've been able to go to more like in-person events. And I think that's, you know, still really new and really fun for me to meet other people, actually being in person, representing the society as such. So, yeah, I think it's still really fun and <laughs> very new right now. Well, uh, if you had the choice, would you still try to go to another part of the society? Or would you still stick to just this academic relation part? Or I mean, I think as you guys, as we all know, like, you get a choice of what you want to apply to. And I think academic relations sounded like something where there's such a huge range of things that you get to do. You get to edit a podcast, you get to plan events, you get to create promotional materials. It's You don't get bored because it's such like a variety of things that are offered to you. So I don't think I regret my choice. I think I would choose this again if I had the choice. Yeah, same. I think because like even when I was applying for this, I was just thinking that like what really drew me to this department was how we have like the podcast going on and also like the other stuff. And I think it's just really cool that we get to do everything for the podcast from scratch and we get to be involved in every stage. Like initially it was just mostly brainstorming for the ideas or like script writing or editing, but now we're actually recording it. It's just like really fun. So (laughs) yeah, I think I would choose this again. I mean, I've also applied for publicity, and I was like, oh, bummer, I would like to do photography. 
But in the end, when there were events and they invited all of us to go to an event, they still asked me to do photography. So even though I was in academic relations uh, part of the society, I still did some publicity. And also looking at the Instagram of the publicity uh, department, I was like, oh, that seems like a lot of responsibility and work and very creative stuff. And I, I don't know if I'm that creative with the 3D graphics or whatever. I like photography. I wouldn't know how to choose colors or whatever. Fonts. I'm glad I'm in this part and I enjoy it. It's, it's the perfect balance of stuff they have. Yeah, exactly. This is not to say that like other subcoms are boring, but you still get to, you're not restricted to one thing when you join the committee because they give you opportunities like you said with photography yeah it's not like a restrictive box that you're just like put into so what would be actually the favorite thing that you like to do as being part of this committee uh i think my favorite thing so far so cheesy but i like um meeting all the new people and like making friends because you do get to meet a lot of people like working and like being part of the committee and since like it's kind of a consistent you see each other and you like have projects together all the time you kind of just like bond over that stuff and i don't know it feels very natural and it's like a great place to make new friends if you are into that um i'll guess say the same thing um like once you join like especially for like a subcommittee like us right we have often meetups not just not just for like the subcommittee stuff we also just meet up like ourselves just to try new food and stuff and i think that's it's given me like an opportunity to meet people from outside of my course and from other campuses <laughs> and yeah so i i really like that about this society yeah, I would say meeting other people is the most enjoyable part of this, of course. But I mean, I, I as the only European in the whole society, even I don't know, even I, I don't even know if there is a <laughs> European member. I, like as a committee, I'm the only European. So I do enjoy meeting people. Well, they're all from a different culture, from a different country. I don't know much about it, but it's still very nice that people are very kind. And I like spending time with them, so it's very enjoyable. Well, also, and the, also the most funny part is always that I come to an event or meet new people, and the first thing I hear is, uh, what is your height? <laughs> I, hear that, I hear that very often. So it's just all fun and very enjoyable stuff. And going to restaurants and eat and talk and whatever, it's just very friendly. I like it. I think also, like, um, you study neuroscience? Yeah, neuroscience. And you study law, and I study global health. Like, you wouldn't have the opportunity to, like, edit a podcast or, like, organize events or, like, make posters in those degrees, like, usually. So it's a very enriching experience, I think, outside of your normal degree. That really adds to your uni experience. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do make a poster for science, but that's that's a completely different poster. <laughs> and it's not the most enjoyable for me, to be honest, because science posters, so it's okay. Science, I want to do medicine eventually, so science is not the most exciting thing for me. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just nice to see someone from law, for example, and also global health. So and I don't I don't see those degrees around. It's nice to see people from this degree and see how they think or and just as a human being. Yeah, okay. So 
we have talked about all the fun stuff and what we enjoy and why we're here and all that stuff. Uh, well, what is actually more challenging to you? Like, why? What? What is more harder than you expected? Than it would be like it is structured this part of the society, but there's still a lot of stuff to do. Is that like the most challenging for you? I think the structure thing can be like a double-edged sword, as they say. Yes, like, um, it just keeps you, like, engaged, but also you're reminded that whatever you contribute is gonna affect what other people contribute. So you're like, oh, if I don't do this for me, like, I should at least, like, owe it to them to do this. So that's, um, a bit challenging sometimes, but also, like, keeps you motivated, I guess. I think, because from, like, you know how I said, um, how our roles kind of change from, like, mostly just doing the background stuff to more about contributing, like, more upfront and, um, the part where we have to like come up more with ideas and like being more like taking more initiative and doing things i think because i'm not as familiar with like like the cultural aspects the different parts that we do as a society like um different kind of events that's like different from what i've been kind of organizing whatever so i think that part is more challenging because it's still like pretty new to me to venture into this area i guess but it's still really interesting to learn about like you know, the stories and the other Southeast Asian countries do. Yeah. And I would say the most challenging thing for me is probably, yeah, coming up with a thesis, but also like thinking in a very, it has to be related to Asian countries. And I tend to think more of like, oh, just general Western world, because that's where I came from. So I have to completely shift my focus to like the other part of the world where I don't know a lot about, but yeah, I come to learn more about it because of the people I talk with and just the bondings I make in the society. And they tell me about their life and how they have been in their part of the world. And that's completely new for me. So it was, it was it's challenging, but also a very nice enriching experience. Yeah, I will say, like, practical-wise, though, um, one thing that was more challenging than I expected was editing audio. Like, editing this podcast, it takes, like, blood, sweat, and tears every <laughs> single time. Because, like, it's audio, so it's not like editing a video or, like, pictures or something. There's no visual, so you actually have to go through it and, like, listen to all of it. So that can be really time-consuming. But it's also really, like, satisfying to see the finished product. Or here, rather. <laughs> yeah, as uh, with editing podcasts and audio, at the beginning they asked me to improve the audio quality because there were some problems. So uh, I was familiar with the software, but I didn't know how to explicitly change audio and improve it. So it was just like an hour or two just doing research as in how to improve it in the best way possible. And then also just go through the whole podcast and applying effects to every specific part that has to be improved, which was very time consuming, but it did learn me how to use uh, the software more. So it was, it was nice. It was challenging. It took a lot of time, but eventually it did like help me understand the software. Yeah. I think to do with the podcast, like when we edit, like you said, right, when we edit an audio you can't really see the specific parts you need to edit so when you have to insert a part or if you have to like change something you have to go to that specific part and once you move something in the beginning everything at the back shifts <laughs> and then you have to like you can't just put down like the time 
mark because that will also change. So then you have to like go through like the part before and after just to make sure you know the part you're at. And I think that is also what I didn't really expect about audio editing, but it made me learn about, you know, the software and stuff. I think another thing, the nature of our team, like being friends with Karshni and Shreya is like, you know, like usually when you're in a job, like, oh, it's like, oh, I hate my boss. But like, because you're friends, you're like, oh, like, (laughs) I love them and like, I should do this for them. So like, um, it's like an extra push to like do a good job on things. Yeah, I mean, Karshni and Shreya do communicate things very well, and they're trying to be very, oh, try, they are very nice. <laughs> no, they are very nice. Uh, it, it does really help that they also helped us with stuff that maybe we didn't understand, and uh, dividing the workload, as some people didn't know how to edit in the first, so as I knew how to use software and others didn't, so they did some other jobs. So it's very well structured, so it, it, it's sometimes challenging, but also dividing the workload allows everyone to be happy. I also like that, like, even though we, we make it sound like we're, like, really close friends, you know, we're just kind of having fun. We are, but at the same time, I think it's also, like, good to know that we we still have this, like, division. Like, when we have to do something, we make sure that we stick to the deadline, and even though we're, like, friends and we can, like, kind of push it a bit, we try not to, like, step over the line and just... Because we're friends, we can, you know, not do whatever we need to do. Use the power. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I think that's really nice, the balance yeah. that we have here. Because, you know, you get the fun, but you also get your work done. So Okay, so on that note, we can also just more talk about how we spend our daily lives in London. Just individually, next to the society. Because the society is not the only thing we have in London. It's a very busy life we have living here, I think section will be kind of the life and opinions of a KCL student slash someone in the ASEAN subcommittee. Um, I think um, across all of us, we're on Guys, Strand, and Waterloo. So in your opinion, what is the superior campus? I know they're all different vibes, but what would you prefer? Okay, so so just like a disclaimer, I haven't been to like all three, like explored them all like thoroughly, okay? But just from the vibe, like, I, I think I like guys' campus the most. Unpopular, but... I mean, I, I already said I like, like, the campus vibes. And I think the location for guys' campus is also really nice. Like, it's by the London Bridge. So it, it has, like, a bit of a city feel, but also, like, in the campus. I mean, it's tucked away. It's beside um, Borough Market. That's cute. But, yeah, like, you were going to say something? <laughs> no, I... Well... Guys' campus is literally more of a campus because, yeah, there are multiple buildings in one place. So I do like it. Well, I do, I would say I prefer strong campus more because it's just the buildings are a bit spread out. And it's just, if you enter King's building, it looks very ugly from the outside. It's not even an unpopular opinion. That's just a fact. <laughs> King's building is ugly from the outside. But once you go in and there is like the big hole, there's also a chapel and stuff. It's quite nice, and rooms are very nice. You have loads of informal study rooms as well. And just the environment is just very friendly. As to Guy's campus, it feels very serious most of the time, apart from Guy's bar. But I've never been to Waterloo or to Denmark Hill. Well, I hear, I hear opinions which are not that great about those two campuses. I didn't know Denmark Hill is a bit lame and Waterloo is not that beautiful. That's all I know. <laughs> okay, yeah. I granted Waterloo is not the prettiest. I think you went there for the first time when oh, I yeah. but 
See, I was gonna say Strand, but now that you guys are dissing Waterloo, I'm gonna defend Waterloo. Kind of, it's still like central, like you just cross the bridge and you're in like the middle of, um, you're in the middle of Westminster. I don't know, I really like Waterloo because it's like, well, less well known, but that means like there's always places to sit at the library and like um, the cafe and like the restaurant are cute. And I have most of my classes there, so maybe I'm biased, but although to be fair, I do go to Strand whenever I have the excuse. I've heard about the Waterloo Library that it is either too hot or too cold. And that that's the reason there's not a lot of people. <laughs> Bring a hoodie and you're fine. <laughs> but there's a lot of like little corners where like people just don't find you and you can get your work done. Or if you want to be like social, there are people like places where people gather. So yeah, can you confirm? You you saw it. Yeah, I quite, <laughs> I, quite I quite like the Waterloo Library. I need to I must admit. <laughs> Because it's just like a library. Like when I went to the Mon library, yeah. it was like a maze. I, I got lost like so many times. Like I went in and I don't know how I even got in. Unpopular opinion. Very unpopular opinion. Okay. Mon is overrated. I, I don't like the Mon. Well, I don't love the Mon. I get that it's a pretty building. Sure. But like you get in there and the rooms are really sad and you can never find a place in the round reading room. Maybe I'm just bitter that I've never been <laughs> I've been to Mon and I've been in the round room before like the mid-sessional exam that I had. I got placed in the round room, but you had to be like at the opening time at 9am there, so I was there at 9am. No, but it's the that room is great, but I do agree, Mon, if, uh, if you don't get the round room, then it's kind of sad. It's just sitting in kind of cubicle between low ceiling rooms, and it's just a bit, yeah. I said things about guys and strand. I do like guys a lot because it just has more locations as well to study. Like a random Wills library, an old beautiful library. It's it's tiny, but it's nice, and it also has loads of undiscoverable places like tunnels and stuff. So it's a nice place to discover. It's just strand is more located in the center of London. Guys is not really it. Not it is, but it's on the south bank. Next to London Bridge, next to London City, so it's not. If you try to find food at like 7 p.m., it's hard. So either you go to Wasabi or, or Lyon, and then that are those are your options. And in Strand, you can actually go a bit further into the center. You have a lot of stuff. Even Covent Garden is next to Strand. So that's why I prefer Strand a little bit more. But yeah, just to study, no, I love guys. I love guys. Clarify, like, none of these campuses are bad. They're all beautiful. They're all, like, very well-resourced and, like, well-made. Like, none of us, like, study at Denmark Hill, so we're gonna have to leave that undefended. <laughs> <laughs> Going to King's, you just formed this really, like, weird identity around where you study. You're like, this is my home, and I'm gonna defend it. Speaking of going to King's, you're forming <laughs> different identities. Um, what would you tell your pre-London self? about you know study at king's or just living in london in general i don't know if i should start because pre-london me was me one month ago <laughs> because i just moved here but um i think i was really nervous about i don't know it's such a huge city and like being alone for the first time it can be very intimidating but like i think if you're gonna start out anywhere alone London is a great city, city to start out because it's like the transport is great 
people are generally very nice and yeah kings offers a lot of support our campuses are so like spread out that you can be almost anywhere and like within traveling distance of a campus so you kind of feel the community even if like it's not a campus university per se but pre-kings me i don't know we can we can come back to that later <laughs> pre-london you okay well I, i'll add something to pre-london me well we all started in COVID times. Uh, when I went to London, it was, well, it was nice for like a couple of weeks before it went in lockdown. So that was pretty depressing. I didn't see anyone. I was at home most of the time. Sometimes I had a walk. So pre-London me was also more like consider <laughs> lockdowns. So, so pre-London me would say consider <laughs> the lockdowns. But if it's like the second year, I would say be prepared to meet a lot of people so in the first basically two months or, or at least the first two weeks it's just basically socializing so if you're gonna try to study don't it's really try to get to know people make a network be prepared that you're not going to do anything go out enjoy yourself i know you want to study i know you want to <laughs> get all your stuff and not be behind on work but take this as an opportunity to get a social network i think pre-london me was because i was coming here for my second year and i barely had any friends so i was like really nervous about you know like kind of just being alone in classes or like being alone but as you guys have mentioned um when i came when we actually go on campus it's quite easy to just you know meet new friends meet new people like when i went to the library i just like kind of sat on the same table as someone and it's easy to like just you know start a conversation with them they're all like pretty friendly students yeah and also I would tell myself to just embrace you know the uni life meeting people exploring the city trying to balance work and trying to explore the city at the same time <laughs> so coming back to you Aang oh <laughs> I think okay so now that we've covered pre-London us like something I would tell pre-Kings me is I think because I was considering UCL as well <laughs> to be honest <laughs> But um, I would say follow your instinct and choose Kings because it's a really lovely place. Follow my advice and it's going to be fine. Some things will turn out better than you think they will. Some things will turn out worse, but like it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Oh, and I guess in your first year, it can easily feel like everyone is doing more than you are. So just like chill out. Nobody really knows what they're doing. You're going to be fine. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> I, would, I would say don't <laughs> compare to yourself to others because you're all in the same boat. You're all here. Well, at least for us, we all were finally on campus, finally in person. So we're all we're in the same situation. So don't compare yourself to others and see, oh, they're studying more. Well, I had someone that I thought they studied a lot, but it's because they just didn't really do the first two weeks. Like, oh, I'm going to socialize every day with everyone. They were just more focused on doing their studies. But then if you get to know them, they will talk with you and they will skip their work hours just to socialize. So not everyone is just too focused. Maybe it's just they chose to do something else before actually doing like social stuff. So everyone, everyone is in the same boat and every not everyone seems like they are know what they are doing you know sometimes sometimes they seem very focused but once you get to know them they're, they're a mess. they are <laughs> no they're not a mess but they also not that serious all the time because i think for uni it's like kind of like first time you're kind of out of the you know curriculum the fixed like education part and that's when you start to meet 
people who are all from different age groups. I guess you meet people who have already worked, people who took a gap year, and people who might be like a lot younger than you. And I think it's really interesting to just look at people at the different life stages, but still kind of sharing something in common. And I think what I would tell pre-uni me would be to just you know, meet as many people as you can and, like, listen to their experiences and just, you know, understand more things from different perspectives. Okay, yeah, on that note, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know us and uh, kind of pulling back the curtain of what goes on behind the scenes of this society. Thank you for listening. And uh, maybe see you next time if, we'll be, if we will be in another podcast. Oh, and maybe see you next time, um, as in join the society, get to know us. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>